Esther Illusions. We are continuing a, I guess this would be the end of January, uh, very film-heavy slate that will uh, go into February. And I'm really excited uh, to, nothing better than to finish uh, Christmas break, kind of a lull there, and get a lot of pitches for a lot of exciting films. The one big question I always get a lot as a critic, somebody who... Uh, works in film is, you know, are there still movies coming out? And the answer is yes. And there are still more important than that. There are still good movies coming out. And I know that a lot of our uh, trans audience will be really excited because one thing I talk about, well, I should probably introduce the guest before we get into this because uh, I want to have a nice big discussion about it. And uh, we have uh, Nomi Ruiz, who is uh, the star and producer of a new film called Haymaker, which is uh, a very uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I it's it's really kind of a timely film uh, in, in the COVID era with the amount of uh, traveling that uh, you do in the film, and it's all exciting. But uh, Nomi, do you want to tell us a little about yourself first? Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I am I've been a singer and a songwriter for most of my career, and this is my first uh, appearance in a feature film, and I'm sort of getting into acting now, expanding on my creative outlets, and yeah. I, a lot of people maybe know me as Jessica Six. I have a, a project, an electronic music project called Jessica Six. And I also was the the singer for Hercules and Love Affair for their first album release. So a lot of people would know me from those other projects. But now um, I'm here on, this, on the screen. See how it goes. So Haymaker, in a nutshell, uh, I've, I've described it to people as a... Um, it, it's a film about a uh, retired Muay Thai fighter who uh, takes up work as a bodyguard for uh, your character, also named Nomi. Uh, and and the film is is like kind of a a lot of it is is kind of the the relationship between uh, Nick and uh, your character as you uh, go to. I, I watch a lot of indie movies, and uh, you you were in uh, New York, L.A., Mexico City. Greece and uh, Thailand, if I've got that all correct. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very impre- that's a very ambitious travel slate for for an indie film. Yes, I agree. It was definitely very ambitious and not very easy at times, but we really like put all our heads together and pushed through. Luckily, I have uh, I've had a lot of fans and I've had built a great career in Greece and Mexico City, so that really helped us to get access to certain locations and and you know performances that we would not have gotten otherwise so that was exciting and, and it's great to have that included in the film so it's a bit of a nod to like my fans and I feel like their culture is sort of a little bit represented in the film so I, the thing that really struck out at me uh, I I talk about uh regular listen, listeners of the show especially who uh follow our more trans-centric episodes I whenever we have trans filmmakers on I love to talk about the idea that, um, and actually in our, our uh, uh, most recent episode we had with uh, uh, Dr. Winkler on uh, uh, Menstruation Sigma, we talked a lot about how visibility is a really great thing. We all love visibility. Visibility is really important. It's important for trans people to be seen, but there comes a point in time where we want to sort of turn the page beyond like, okay, here's a trans person on screen toward like this trans person is doing something really cool. And I liked that this film wasn't really about, I I'm really tired of coming out narratives. I'm really tired about, uh, films that center homophobia or transphobia in the narrative. And this film is, this film really doesn't go into any of that. It's really refreshing. It's a film about a, 
uh, trans person who is is uh, living life as a singer is is in a position of power, and uh, we just we really we don't see that often enough. It's it's very very refreshing. And I mean, there were just points in time where I'm sitting there watching the film, and I'm just kind of like uh, I'm I'm smiling watching your acting, like thinking like, gee, you know, nobody really gets to do this kind of stuff. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, that was really important for for me and for Nick also, when he first approached me for the project, I really told him that the only way I would be involved is if it was something progressive. And, you know, we both knew that the most progressive thing we could do was just sort of like, like you say, turn the page and, and, you know, not, not ignore her identity, but not let it, not lead with it and, and let it speak in other ways. Cause you know, it's important for people to know that, you know, the trans experience isn't just a before and after story. It's, it's in so much more. It's in like the choices, I make it's in the songs that I write it's in the way that I love and and the way it gets complicated too so I feel like now it's, it gives people a chance to sort of like think about the, the trans aspect and the trans experience in maybe other ways and just the way she's sort of triggered at times or just more in a more progressive narrative so you you've been a performer for for more than 10 years now so I imagine you really have a, a ton of experience sort of in the real world I, I haven't found there's kind of a disconnect you'll see like media pundits will they, they want to speculate a lot on like on, on trans dating for example and they say like oh i mean there's this huge rumor that trans people won't date each other which is ridiculous but uh even beyond that like yeah. the idea that 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 trans people are, are kind of at the the uh bottom rung of the dating pool and i want to say like dude i i've gone to a bar after like taking a shower like with wet hair and basically like in ratty yoga pants and people will hit on me then like it, Go outside, dude. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so funny how people think that like love and sex is limited. It's just like, no, we all do it. We all, we all, you know, it, it's it's just a human experience. No matter who you are, how you identify, what you look like, how you feel inside, whether you even think that you're worthy of it or you, you feel sexy or not, you're, it always comes at you. I always say it's love and sex is like, death it's oh it's coming for all of us no matter what <laughs> i couldn't agree more <laughs> can you talk a little about the kind of the origins of the film so so the um uh nick 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 sasso is the uh writer director and star yeah so um can you just tell, uh, tell us a little bit about how this film came together yeah well i um i got an email from a, a musician friend of mine who is mutual friends with nick who and he just asked, he said, you know, this guy is interested in talking to you about participating in a film. Um, and yeah, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, I was open to it. I was at a point in my career where I really wanted to actually expand on my creative outlets and do more than music. And so we met and he, you know, just right away just started pitching me the film and he was so passionate about it. And right away, I just felt really drawn to the project. And I, I loved how we aligned on so many things, like I said, with the being progressive with the trans narrative and, and the, the way we would incorporate music. And so I sort of was on board from the beginning before I even read the script. And then, you know, I was waiting for, because I've got, I've read many scripts that are sort of like, you know, problematic with the trans narrative, especially when it's written by a cis person. And so I was just waiting to see like, okay, I hope, you know, I didn't know what to expect from like a cis guy giving me a script with a trans character, you know? So it was very refreshing when I did read it and I was really, really excited and I was really on board. And he also, you know, knew that it was important to get my perspective and to have my voice really heard as, you know, we were creating the film. So he made me a producer on the project and that was also, I really appreciate that. And 
I think it was really worth it. Yeah, I mean that you're what you're describing is kind of the the dynamic that I think so many in the the trans community have uh, been working toward for so long, and I've heard so many horror stories from uh, older trans actors who, and it, it's this. I mean, this it, it all relates back to like the power dynamic because as you're describing, yeah, there's really a lot of scripts out there that are really problematic for trans people. And then on the flip side, if you're a trans actor, you know the the film disclosure um, kind of brought the the really the stark truth to to light that like especially in like the early 2000s if you're a trans actor like really one of your great roles that you were gonna like really be in the running for was like just to play like a dead body on csi or law and order (laughs) and it's like (laughs) you know you want to be like yeah i I don't want to do this but at the same time you're like you're you're a working uh you're a working actor and uh that that's kind of what you have to do like yeah that's the thing it's like when you're trying to just have a job you can't just say no to everything but you know thankfully things are progressing a bit more now you know now we're 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 maybe more like sex workers yeah ballroom vulgars so i don't know i think um i think we're, we're gonna constantly progress and you know the more hollywood just expands and diversifies it'll really help what gets put out into the ether and you know i'm hoping that haymaker will contribute to that in a way where people will see oh you can you know maybe it'll just click in their head like oh wow you can have a trans character without having to sort of like spell it out for the audience i think people a lot of times uh, neglect the the intelligence of their audience you know they think that they have to spell it out for them or, or they wouldn't get it you know so but i think you know audiences are a little more intelligent than that and we should give everyone the benefit of the doubt yeah, and I, I, I agree with that completely. And I also think, like, there's so like there's a spectrum of it. There's, like, really, really in-your-face about a trans person, like, just kind of spelling out trans 101 on screen. It's really clunky, and there's a lot of exposition. And then on the other end that, that some people... Um, I, I, hate when, I hate when I'm, like, talking with uh, just somebody who's not really involved in the LGBTQ community, and it's like, you know, there's, there's tolerance and there's acceptance, and there's people who are like... You know, I don't have a problem with gay people, but I don't want it. I don't want it in my in my face or like leave it in the bedroom, like that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, no, that's like that's 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 really like that's not as bad as you could be, but that's you know that's not really great either. And I want to I want to see like somebody who is celebrated and um, you know, celebrated and not necessarily overstated in terms of like yeah, this person is trans and, you know, let's let's spend a half hour going over, like, why, you know, the trapped in the body trope and all of that kind of stuff that we're moving away from. Yeah, and- I think for a way it was just like, I, I don't know, I guess tantalizing and, you know, people were curious and it's just like, I think people will always be, but that's why I think it's important to really put out, you know, authentic trans narratives because people are so uninformed and, you know, unfortunately everyone goes to film for their, like, culture, you know, they're not traveling the world especially now and meeting people and trying to learn about different cultures they a lot of people's go-to for any information is film and television so i think it's our job to like really do it justice for everyone for trans people for people of color for anyone who's marginalized especially well yeah and that's uh, something i've been seeing it a lot lately uh the the fact that you know for a lot of people who um had the had the courage of the uh came out in, in this uh you know the past couple of years and uh you know uh all the benefits of 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 our our national kind of conversation about tolerance and visibility all the people who 
uh, are, are able to, you know, be out and, and live full lives and, and all of that. Uh, a lot of that was really short-lived because now we've just kind of all been inside for the past past year. It, it can be really hard to say, like, oh, I'm really comfortable with my body. I'm really comfortable with who I am right now. I want to go out and see the world, and uh, you can't now. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of that does impact, you know, your your comfort levels. You know, it took, it took so long for me as a trans person growing up to, like, leave the house and feel comfortable, first of all. And then, you know, now we're that's just the norm for all of us I, I keep talking I wrote an essay actually about how you know trans people have always been prepared for the apocalypse because we're just you know we're used to being like afraid of leaving the, the house and afraid that the outside world may destroy us and we're used to being like isolated at home and having that be our safe space so it's interesting that now everyone else is sort of you know feeling the same yeah I, I especially in the beginning of uh, the pandemic when um a lot, a lot, especially like a lot of college kids were being sent home and they're back like, you know, they're out, they're out at school or, or people moved away and they had to come back, uh, you know, lost jobs. And uh, they found themselves like back, uh, back with their parents who, who maybe in a lot of situations were uh, not so tolerant or maybe in, even in plenty of others uh, didn't even know. And yeah, it's it's like this lost. Uh, I mean, not to mention all of like the gay bars that are struggling like we have in uh, in Long Beach. Uh, it, it's just such a mess. But um that's yeah. kind of, I mean, that's that's where film that's where film comes in uh, to uh, really. It's 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 always. I mean, I the the sort of ritual nature of film going. As as somebody who just like I, I miss going and sitting in a movie theater a lot. I like the communal aspect, but there's still like there's still such power in I, I something that's really kind of uh, disturbed me lately is I'll, we'll be watching a TV show and people get in an elevator and in my head I'll be like they're not wearing a mask. I know it's like, it's like a little bit of like a cringe. We're already like we have trauma already. Like <laughs> it's like oh my god, are they hugging? What are they doing? Which I think it's inter it's interesting that this film's coming out now because I I mean we filmed it so long ago, and like you said, we we're like globe trotting and there are like performance scenes where the clubs are packed and so like you know now that it's coming out, I'm like oh my god, what a strange time to put this out. It's I guess it'll be good for people to feel like you know oh, wow, a little escapism. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's definitely true, and there, there, there's a lot of escapism, and um, what what I really like also about about kind of the the, the way the film's presented is is I hear a lot also from uh, a lot of older trans actors. I mean, when when you're a trans person in basically any type of setting, uh, and and people are, are trying to create an inclusive space and there's a lot of like clunkiness you end up like pretty much every transactor i know has has filled the role the the duties of a producer and yet a lot of them uh didn't get credit for that and yeah and that's what i really like appreciate with this project because you know not only did they just it you know a lot of projects i know they, they maybe do include like call someone a producer or put them on board but they really put me to work too. They were like, let's, you know, what can you do? And I, you know, got locations and got casting and, and really helped with wardrobe and did really got involved, you know, making sure the script was really authentic when it came to my character. And I really appreciated that. And I really loved the work as well. It was really, it was really, really a great experience for me as a whole. And it, it really, it did seem like very uh, authentic and authentic also in a way of like, it, uh, I mean, there, there's, there's, I'm thinking of like two scenes. Uh, there's a scene with you in a uh, um, recording studio, and there's a guy that's. Uh, uh, well, yeah, Nems. 
<laughs> yeah, he said some. Uh, he said some not nice things, and then it kind of at the same. But you're also kind of like throwing stuff back at him, and it's like it's not the it's not the most uh, it's not the most colloquial. I mean, you know, there, there's some there's some tension there, but I I I, I always kind of like say to people, you know. People can sometimes with trans people like I'm somebody who likes humor a lot, and um, sometimes with these trends, like there's sometimes kind of like an in 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 infantilizing infantilization of trans people. Like you hear like one bad thing, and it's like so awful. But at the same time, like it, it's very empowering if somebody's like kind of throwing shit at you to just kind of you know t- turn the tables and throw it right back. Yeah, she, she's her character. She's definitely not a victim. You know, she's been she's a tough cookie. She's been through a lot. I think. What we, what we wanted to also get across was that, you know, it seems like she's, oh, she has this career and she's very successful, but we wanted people to know that, you know, it didn't come easy. You know, she's definitely had to fight for what she has and, and she's not willing to let that go, you know, and I think that's something we really wanted to get across in those scenes, especially when she's triggered and when she's, you know, she's a bit trying to impress this guy that's in her life as well and she wants everything to seem peachy keen and that she's just another girl, you know, in the world, but there are those moments where she's reminded of like what she's been through to get where she is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then like it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I've been really into lately uh, the, the, the idea that, you know, you can show, tra- you can show like conflict that has trends uh, that has like a trans role or there's like some tension or, you know, there's another scene with Nomi and Nick uh, when you're in your uh, mother's house, I think there's a picture yeah. You can show that and not like I've I've just seen so many uh, examples of where there's just like so much hyperbole and it's so over the top and I think what I really liked about Haymaker is uh, a lot of the drama was was very grounded like you could you it comes across a lot as uh, as as a sort of a very realistic film while also kind of like inhabiting the club like atmosphere that you know it, it is okay it, it, it's often uh, very fun to be outlandish in that kind of dynamics you you measured the balance pretty well yeah i'm glad i think nick want, wanted the, the audience to really interpret a lot of things especially you know for his character because we're also dealing with like someone who is you know transamorous and realizing that and and you know a lot of it's very introspective you know which i love i think we also fought really hard to make sure that you know there was no their their romance wasn't you know shrouded in shame or you know uh, fear or darkness, which is you know what's also a narrative that it's constantly regurgitated. I was like, I want people to, I want boys to watch this and say, you know, oh my god, I c- it's okay to just love who you love and desire like who you want. Yeah, that's definitely you know the I so many countless times like the oh. You're a guy who likes trans trans women. That must mean you're gay. Like, wh- I when when that kind of subject gets brought up, I'm like, well, what if it? What if it didn't? Like, what? How does yeah. the world change? It? <laughs> so, like, like what? Like, okay, wake up. Which is cool with this, you know, that that we mix this sort of like alpha male world of like Muay Thai and boxing with like this sort of like high femme glam and glitz and glam of like this like electro pop singer's life and. I think it's cool to see those two like really extreme, you know, characters come together and, and, and you know, find common ground and sort of discover more about themselves through each other. I think that's really beautiful right now, especially since everyone's so divisive and divided. 
Yeah, and I, I you know, Nick, that's such like a macho. I, I get pitched a lot of MMA type movies, and I, I tend not to. I mean, it's just not really a uh, area that's of, of too much interest to me. But what really kind of drew me, I, I thought that Nick was he was a very interesting character. He's he's kind of subtle in a lot of ways. There's not there's not really the the macho man. Like he's a tough guy. He's a built. He's I mean he's he's very muscular, but. Um, you know, there's not like the full force of like macho man like kind of thing. And yeah, uh, I love that. He, I remember he was really wanting to like push that too. You know, there the scenes in Thailand when the guys are like, like he's like, I want them to wear bright colors and be laughing and just be having like sweet moments with each other. He wants. He really. It was important for him to really, you know, broadcast that to the world and show men who, you know, are interested in something that may seem toxic. You know toxically masculine but who aren't you know yeah definitely can you talk a little i i really also like the score a lot and there was a scene early on in um i think it was actually probably before you had done a ton of globe trotting and i'm sitting there kind of trying to sort of get a read on on what what the movie's trying to do and and what it is there's like a scene in the car and the score is playing and i'm like you know I really appreciate that this is a movie. It, it's it's a true indie indie movie filmed with. I read in the press notes uh, under a million dollar budget, which mm-hmm. uh, these days. I mean, filming filming. I say to people all the time, like filming is expensive. When people ask, like, how does a film like this have a budget, or like the Tommy Wiseau's The Room had a five million dollar budget, um, and people ask, how could that be? I was like, well, you know, filming is expensive, and if you if you're not really like laser focused, uh, you know, the money evaporates. But um, yeah. With the with there's a scene in the car and music's playing and I'm like you know I, I I am this is this is a film that is constantly pushing the limits of of like what a what a budget or you know stuff like that I mean every film every film um you know even like big big budget films sometimes like flop and they have like scenes that just don't make any sense but I, I what I really liked was the film was really came across as something that was trying to do uh, more with less and it was really ambitious. Yeah, that was definitely something we kept pushing the limits with, you know, I think. And I think that was a vision that he had when he cast me as well. He knew that he had access to the Muay Thai world. You know, he had a lot of friends and connections there. And he knew I had the same in the music industry. And so we both, you know, and then bringing me on board as a producer, too. We really, like, you know, pushed the boundaries. And, you know, yeah, I love when, like you mentioned with the music, too. It was important for me to write some original tracks for it as well. And. You know, I got some other songs that I've, you know, I've been I've released throughout my career involved too, and so that really helps to like elevate the production value too. Yeah, I always say like, you know, the the three things. Well, an indie movie really needs to have uh, good writing, uh, good acting, and those are things that like, you know, reg- a film regardless of budget. Like, I mean, you can go and find talented people. You don't need to like pay pay somebody to. Uh, you know, sit there and mumble mumble lines if if they're not too into it. But uh, you know, the the film, the, it, it it's a it's a very enjoyable movie, and uh, I think that uh, you know, especially especially the trans audience, it's just so refreshing to have somebody who's just so I sure I I there's really no other word to describe it. Like, kind of you're a sheer force of nature in the film, kind of captivating. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, I was I was about to say you carry the film, but I mean Nick Nick's Nick's a good actor. He doesn't, you know, he has. Yeah, we good made a good team. I think we we worked well together, which was really refreshing too. It was good because you never know who, you never know how things go on in front of cameras, and you know when when it's time to, you know, when it's go time. And but we still we held on. We held it. We held it on. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it, it's also, I mean, something that we've also been been uh, talking about lately is, um, you know, it can be hard for people, and I imagine there's a lot of people listening, um, you know, in our limited, I think, I think Spotify and my own website are, are really our best sources of like figuring out the age demographic of the listeners. We do have a lot of uh, male listeners. We have a lot of cis male listeners. And something that I, that I encounter a lot in with cis men talking is they want to be allies and they want to uh, be inclusive and stuff. And they also really don't want to like, seem like they're, they're uh, fishing or they're pervy or it, it's, this, it's, it's, it's this balance that you've just got to, and it, it's something that really, I, I don't really have a great answer. I don't know how to say like, yeah, this is how you not, how, how do you tell somebody to not sound like a creep? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I think with with cis men, heterosexual cis men, let's say, I feel like they just they need to be given permission for so much, so many things, you know. And I think you know when they see they they try to see themselves in so much, and they kind of like follow the leader a bit. So I don't know. I think it's important to put out content where you know for men to sort of like see themselves and see like, oh, it's okay to feel and be sensitive and be open-minded and accepting of like all the the complicated things that go on within our souls you know yeah i couldn't uh i couldn't agree more and um i just wanted to ask as we uh as we start to wrap up um you know you're you're a really uh you're an exciting person to like uh look up and read about because you're uh between the essays and music uh you've got a lot, lot going on thanks like try to stay and, busy yeah, what's uh? I mean, can you talk just uh, briefly about like the challenges? I mean, you're you're a musician first, but that's how you got your, uh, uh that's how you uh, broke into acting. Um, it, I, I hear like from just so many musicians right now that it's just it's it's tough for the you know financial reasons, but also just I mean, music live music is such a communal aspect, and you can't have a community if you're, you know, under these kinds of circumstances. It's very hard. I know I miss it so much. That's the main thing I miss, like the performing live. And, you know, right before lockdown, I actually had a performance in New York, which was so great. I got to see all my friends and fans came out. And um, I really, you know, I don't take those moments for granted. And but luckily I've been, I've worked in so many other creative outlets, you know, I'm a writer and, and I've been doing acting as well. So I've been able to stay creative and, and, Hopefully, I'm right now. I'm giving my energy to some stuff that I'm hoping will be able to see the light when this is all somehow. I don't know. Well, what's gonna happen? But like, hopefully, we can like see each other sometime soon in real life. But until then, I'll yeah. Be, I'll be well, the, so this will this episode will air uh, in I guess a week from when we're recording now. But I it, this would be kind of one of the rare times to acknowledge. That we are recording on the final day. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the bastard's not out of there yet. But this is this is the end of the Trump administration, which has uh, not been a fun time for Trump My people. God, what a crazy time! <laughs> it's been nuts. It's exactly what like you know the like I keep saying the reason why like when he first was elected, we were like crying. <laughs> people were like, yeah. "What's going on?" I'm like, like this is exactly what went through our heads like exactly what's unfolded it's like this we always knew this was there and now you get to see it too welcome yeah and i i've seen some good news um the biden administration has uh, uh nominated a, a trans doctor to be uh assistant in uh hhs health and human uh services uh so that's great um one more one more haymaker question i realized i didn't mm -hmm. get to um 
he's just jumping all over the place. That's what, that's what happens with podcasts. Um, you, <laughs> uh, I, I liked also there were a couple uh, familiar faces to a lot of uh, uh, a, a lot of viewers. Uh, John, God, I'm gonna butcher my. You know his name. Uh, Vic, uh, Vintimaglia. 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 Artie Bucco from <laughs> The Sopranos. Yes. I know that name. Um, there's DB DB Sweeney, uh, Udo Kerr, uh, Zoe Bell. Um, a lot of lot of established names in the film that uh, it must have been fun. I, I always kind of uh, I always kind of wonder, you know, the the people coming on. Uh, I, I like to I like to bring. Um, it's always nice to see like people like that in uh, in in a in a film that's got such a good trans narrative because you feel like these are the uh, shows that that we grow up on and then to kind of see them as part of a world that a lot of people growing up have envisioned and now we are seeing a world with uh, trans leads and those people are here too and it's it's like a nice bit of continuity I guess at least from an audience perspective. Yeah, that was that was super exciting. It made it feel more real to me because at first you know. I'm used to creating stuff that maybe doesn't see the light of day or it's still in my hard drive, you know? So I'm like, I want to yeah. let work, you know, we're doing this, but who knows what the future holds for it. And then once people start getting on board, I'm like, oh my God, it became more, more and more real to me. And it, I don't know, it just gave it more validation for me, you know, especially like D- I, I was such a fan of the cutting edge, you know, DB Sweeney and obviously Death Proof with Zoe Bell and Udo Kier is so iconic. And we got to work on a scene together, which was so exciting. And it also made me feel validated as an actress, you know, because it was like my first time. And it's hard to think of people taking me seriously because they've seen me performing as a musician for so long. So, you know, I felt I got a little bit of you know, some clout there with, with those names. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you, you really hit on, uh, last week with the, Cap- was that last week, the Capitol Hill riot? Um, oh, yeah. there's a, we, we, on this show featured, um, Michael Hurst from, uh, Hercules legendary journeys, which is a big favorite show of mine growing up. And as a kid, I've, I mean, as I've grown up and transitioned, uh, one of the things that's really just kind of been a downer is like you've like, there's the a small they're not too huge but there is a collection of like actors you grew up with who are just like the most awful people in real life and the Trump supporters God, and they have QAnon yeah and it's like, like Kevin don't Sorb- talk like why does I, I always wonder why I don't <laughs> talk like just tell, just be pretty and and do your job <laughs> don't ruin my yeah. fantasy <laughs> seriously but like and for trans people it's just like ah. Uh, this thing's transphobic, that thing's transphobic. Like, it, it, it's a thing that we have to carry with. I mean, even if people... I mean, Harry Potter, all ruined for a lot of people. Oh, my God. Um, like, what a nightmare. <laughs> but, yeah. But to, like, see Kevin Sorbo was supporting the the rioters and to see Lucy Lawless, who played Xena Warrior Princess, dunking on him, and just to know that, like, yeah, this guy, childhood favorite growing up, he's problematic. But um, it, it made me feel really good to hear... I mean to have uh, his co-star on and 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 chat for a while and and I, I guess that kind of sparked similar uh, feelings that that you've just described as seeing the uh, like DB Sweeney working with them like you know the world the world that we really wanted uh, it's it's coming to life and that's yeah. that's really an exciting thing. I'm really excited and hopeful for the future and I just want to keep that keep putting that out there. Yeah, that's uh, I couldn't agree more and I think that's that's really a a, a great note to end on uh, for. Uh, listeners, Haymaker comes out on uh, January 29th for, uh, uh, I, it will be appearing in theaters uh, in some places, but also uh, digital uh, video on demand, streaming video on demand, too, I think is a term that's uh, coming coming uh, more popular. Uh, Nomi, it's, it's, it's been a real pleasure. I enjoyed the film. I recommend it. Thank you for having me. It's been great chatting. 
And uh, to everybody listening, I will uh, link to uh, my review. I will link to where you can get the film. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Ciao.